Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast Future Technology uh, Talk. Today we will zoom into what is on the horizon for SAP. And uh, we have Alex Bulat as uh, my guest, uh, CTIO Capgemini Global. Thank you, Alex. It's an honor to have you. Within this podcast, the future of technology will be discussed. And as mentioned, today we will zoom into the full landscape of SAP and what is on the horizon. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, Joost. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually doing uh, very great. I'm very honored to be your first guest uh, on this uh, on this new venture uh, that you're uh, taking. So uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Alex. For those of you who are a bit, bit less familiar with you, can you uh, explain a bit what's your background? Yeah, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's easy. I think as you mentioned, I'm uh, I'm one of the CTAOs uh, within uh, Capgemini. I, I look after more or less the SAP. Um, area for those that are are not very familiar with this, it's more around applications and application uh, futures that are are with this. Um, so that's more or less where I'm situated. I'm also part of our global leadership uh, team for for SAP. That's that's more or less what I do uh, as in my role. Uh, I'm a, I'm a diver. I'm a dad of two daughters. I like adventures. I like having fun. I like doing crazy things that people think that are really crazy. Recently, I undertaken a 100k uh, run uh, on the Dutch mountain trail. You know, those kinds of things make me happy. I'm one of my trademarks is having fun, staying curious. As a small introduction and. In who I am. And, uh, I experienced it myself because uh, we were together at a barbecue event, uh, I think a month ago, and then we stepped out of the water and it was a yeah. nice experience. <laughs> yeah, I was I was the one that struggled getting out of the water with my buoy and my wetsuit and people were looking at me. Yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, I actually I actually ended up winning that that small uh, one eight three. It's a very local event, uh, one eight triathlon. So it's good that I picked up that extra swim uh, during the barbecue. So. Uh, Cool, and congratulations. I didn't know that. Thank you. And it was not for nothing. Exactly. Well, but, but, yeah, but I would like to zoom into what, what um, uh, SAP consultants can learn from you, but also what clients can, can pick up from, from all your experience. If I want to develop myself further as an SAP consultant, what's, in your opinion, the next best thing to, to aim for? I think there's multiple things. Let me start with small background, right? If you if you look at the actual set of what we call the ERP, right, the enterprise solutions, it has evolved so significantly over the last, let's say, five years. It has become this open platform as the basis for for your what we what we tend to call in a more general bucket, uh, your digital transformation, right? From, uh, from from your company perspective. It used to be, you know, situated in a basement, keep the lights on uh, type of thing, but it's now becoming that differentiating factor for a lot of companies, uh, you know, to actually be able to be on the forefront of the competition. And I think that has changed significantly. And the biggest change is that everything went to cloud and it opened up a lot of opportunities to actually connect to other, let's say, software and other SaaS. And, you know, SAP themselves, they really did a numerous of they did a numerous of acquisitions in that uh, in the last uh, couple of years, and they really transformed their own product, which used to be a closed closed you know set of things that you buy is now more or less uh, a, a platform 
that you can actually connect everything to and it actually you know runs your business but it does much more than just run your financial let's say core systems it it runs also the rest of your production and manufacturing and it can actually connect now to your machines and you know all these new things are are popping in so i think if you look at the perspective of of a current consultant it is a totally different landscape and game than it was like 5 years ago like significantly uh, transformed so if i if i look at that perspective depending where you are it is a lot about you know being or or if you're a technology consultant, it's really becoming not only focused on SAP, but having that broader vision, right? In a space of, you know, what's happening, how it's connecting, how it's how the platform and the SaaS games are being played. How does it work in cloud? How does it work in hybrid mode with, you know, the, the, the other different big players like Microsoft, Google, and AWS, right? They also have their service offerings a lot around a lot of things. And so that's from a technical perspective. But then if you look at uh, more the business perspective, the, the, the business analysts and business consultants, right? They really need to understand where the different big global, um, let's say, companies are moving to and what currently the impact is. And if you look at the current layer, sustainability is one of the biggest drivers currently for 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 the transformation perspective for companies, right? It's it's not it's not something that's being being played out as saying, okay, you know, CSR. Like, like we used to have right there. Uh, but it's really like, look at the car and the automotive industry, right? Um, just the electrification and, and, and not only the electrification, but also going to, um, uh, to hydrogen and those kinds of topics, right? The new fuel and new fuels and new perspective. It just has shifted a tremendous amount in how they operate and how they operate again needs to be translated into SAP systems and their core systems and their applications, how they run their business. Um, and also a lot of companies have gone to direct consumer, right? That that really that big trend that's that's happening, right? You can actually um, maybe to stick with the analogy and automotive market is that you don't own a car anymore or more or less that's the trend that they want to want to perceive and you know it's an a to b transport right and uh, that requires direct consumer they used to sell through dealerships until companies like tesla came by and said you know we will sell our own stuff directly online you can buy it without seeing the car here's the car and you get it right um it's an app <laughs> you just you just buy a car which is maddening for a lot of people like uh, yeah i'm not spending that amount of money and still people do it like a lot of us thought i never i would never do that and still people do it it's it's just that that factor of you know ease that you have uh, in in buying online even cars now can be bought online say, are the dealerships still going to be here? Probably, but is their landscape shifting? Yes, because the, the car manufacturers are just going direct to consumer, right? So that is a big shift in the way companies are doing business. And that big shift in the way companies are doing business are highly translated into their, let's say, IT landscape. And their IT landscape is quite old. There's a lot to do to actually support all these new business models. So that is, if I look at, so taking these two, uh, the technical and the business, um, uh, consultant, right? And you have two ways of developing. Long answer to a short question. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, Business-wise, what kind of markets see you the biggest innovation lately towards being a company ready for the future? Wow. I think 
I think everybody has been forced to move, right? We experienced quite a horrific event with the pandemic on a global scale, which just gave people a different uh, perspective, right? In general, people like you and me just, you know, working for big companies uh, gave have a different perspective on life, uh, family, friends, free time, travel, car ownership. You know, just looking at my myself, I, you know, I have a car in front of my door but the last year and a half it has been sitting still uh, unless I anymore a thing that I used to do like 70,000 kilometers or 60,000 kilometers you know using it for work I traveled a lot uh, because I have a global I have a global role right um, I haven't traveled in the past year and a half so then entire perspective shifted uh, so I think all industries are are facing that tremendous change um and there is not one big let's say industry that is really really leaping forward but if you look at some of the bigger manufacturing industries like the automotive market um they are really shifting very far um then you have the health industry that are also shifting quite fast to new things that they want to do and 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 you know offer people um you see big leaps in 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 travel right in 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 the air, airline industries a lot of the things that were on the horizon for 10 years got moved towards you know maybe five years um uh, different plane models or whatever like what's what's happening so i think it's just a generally a very big shift in the way we perceive what we need to do right and um IT came from the ground or let's say the basement floor back to, you know, the top level suite as being the the one thing that actually can keep us connected in future situations like this. You know, we, we all talk about the hybrid work model and everything, right? Uh, nobody did Zoom calls or uh, recorded things uh, like a podcast uh, digitally. Not a lot, right? And it was more no. of a physical event, right? All of that has shifted, all of that, like overnight. And it took us at least it took me a year to get used to the new thinking that I needed to implement for myself, uh, how to deal with it. Uh, but yeah, that that is just a tremendous shift, right? So it's I can't really pinpoint something and say ah, this is this is a tremendous shift. But you know, there's there's a couple of big drivers, and and you know, uh, the pandemic is a big driver in in the transformation, but also sustainability is a big drive because you know our generation just has more feeling with you know we need to do something differently unless unless we want to continue you destroying you know the planet and everything right so we need to do it differently um so how do we do that and and i think we are not afraid to say let's do it let's jump in and then figure it out i think that is that is you know we are less conservative about you know shouting to do something and then just figure it out on the way how to actually execute upon it if needed i like the phrase uh, that uh, everyone stepped out of the base yeah. really uh, shows what kind of step uh, we all made past one and a half years and i also experienced it myself eh? it's, it's all online you need to adapt in the beginning but now common practice you can't even think about a world without acting like this so it's, uh, it's a very rapid development another thing that um, that popped up in my mind is that i'm interested in the biggest impact you you made on society with with sap in your career so far that is that is a good question. I think if we, I'll, I'll I don't know today I'll keep it with uh, with the automotive uh, uh, part, right? I think um, the biggest thing is that um, the forefront 
that we are pushing on, right, is that transformation in, in, in how do you actually, you know, do something different with a car, right? We've been doing that for a couple of years, also in my role and, you know, being being really driven by sustainability and, and having that market of a lot of automotive um, uh, uh, customers, right? That is what we, we do. And we really contributed into building better, new battery factories, you know, uh, how do you actually implement that? How do you build new business models? How do you serve customers in, in the space of, you know, direct consumer, you know, a lot of these things we really did as one of the firsts and really had a great vision around that. And I think that is that is just being helped by the fact that we are leveraging, uh, you know, big companies like SAP as as the software solution to actually transform into this new transformation. Right. Um, we've also been, um, you know, at forefront of developing new medicines, um, the, the vaccinations and all these things. Right. A lot of these things have been supported by by SAP uh, software. Uh, right. So it's uh, it's in different areas that we really shine when it comes to, you know, making a huge impact towards society. It's not always seen like that, but it is it is the core. And I always say, um, you know, you need to also bring some of these things to the core, like sustainability into the core. We launched an offering around that. And, you know, sustainability into the core means that everyday people in a big organization need to be able to decide, do I do something sustainable or do it? Do I do it in a profit perspective? Think about supply chain. Think about, you know, that, that crazy shift that got the stuck in the Suez Canal, right? That that is a huge impact on the global supply chain. And mm-hmm. SAP is one of the biggest companies that actually runs the entire global supply chain. So if a supply chain planner, for instance, needs to decide what to do, shall I get new products by plane? Shall I, right? So these decisions are have been based in the past on efficiency, cost, speed, you know, those kinds of metrics. But there are now metrics in place, right? We help them put them there, say okay is it sustainable like what what is the score of this you know shift uh, going by plane or going by boat or going local versus global can I can actually can I actually source it within Europe if I'm a if I'm a Europe-based company instead of uh, maybe China or India wh- where I'm currently sourcing this uh, this product right so all these new things have, have been put in place to enable us to actually you know make that large impact and it doesn't seem a lot but if just this small guy in, 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 in a large company can decide on shall I do it more sustainably yes or no right that is a big impact eventually right because we're talking about huge volumes I don't I don't think it's and or right in in a profit space I think it's very easy if you can't actually uh, showcase right and sustainability right it's a bucket terminology right so d- don't don't mistake it as being something which is which is easy definable like being sustainable has multiple F- uh, multiple let's say definitions depending on what you look at it could be uh, a sourcing products or you know core uh, core things like metals or um, or or uh, uh, fuels right so those kinds of things or it could be people right it could also be like looking at like how do we treat people in general perspective right and so there's multiple uh, depending on who you talk to there's multiple definitions around the core uh, of sustainability right uh but there is no either or there is just if you want to be profitable in the future you you see a lot of the big organizations right shift to saying okay if you want to be profitable in the future that people actually buy your products you have to have this 
mindset in place, right? What does it mean, right? And it doesn't mean that you you have to radically shift your entire supply chain just to be local, right? It also can be a different perspective on how do you actually leverage it. Maybe you can bundle up things, right? Um, currently, the biggest the biggest thing is that we expect, for instance, look at the uh, look at the the the, the packaging uh, the package industry, right? Say for uh, the, the the big Amazons or you know um, these guys send packages overnight. They have Prime. You have the second day or maybe even even two day, right? Is that the best solution, or can you actually start bundling up and say, okay, we will we will be in your neighborhood uh, once a week on Friday? It's clearing up a lot of these things, right? For them, it clears up their ability to actually have a more filled up truck or plane or whatever, right? So you you have to have the software actually, you know, they have now very complex softwares to to calculate the loading and everything, right? So to maximize that, because you know, an empty plane with just one package is not really a, a good thing, right? Um, no. Or an empty truck, uh, and and the same goes for delivery trucks. A lot of people are complaining in big cities that there are so many delivery trucks. So you see, you see now um, everybody's going electric, uh, bike. Uh, you know, there's a lot of topics that you can actually do. Uh, there has been research on hubs on the last mile, a lot of different things. But it starts with saying, okay, maybe we will do it only once a week. And I think that is also a mindset from people, right? Like you and I. I need it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you really need this tomorrow, right? And then, and then perhaps it might be interesting for, for clients to create visibility in your footprint, how you can reduce it when you be patient and you get the package in, in five days from now in, in, instead yeah. of tomorrow. That, that might be a next step, isn't yeah, it? And there, there, is, there is some actual pilots going on in this, like, um, you, you, you know, you have this, uh, this you can actually uh, uh, get some bonus points or save up uh, some things, right? And like, um, for uh, for instance, you, you know, your air miles or whatever, like uh, um, those kinds of topics. But there's some pilots going where you can actually save like green points. You know, the more sustainable you are, right? The better, the more you get. And that again, discounts back, right? Instead of, so your customer relationship is buying more and more and more. Uh, it could also be a different point of view, right? So a lot of the, the bigger, bigger companies and the retailers are looking at, okay, is there a different customer loyalty that we need to tap into? As you said, it could be that that it's a different mindset we want to activate. And the question is then not profit or sustainability. If you don't do it, I, I really believe that you will miss out on a lot of clients because a lot of people are making that shift, right? So you can't say, uh, yeah, we, we are destroying the planet, but we have very cheap products, right? That's just, it just doesn't resonate anymore. No, it's building the sustainability business case for each company, I think. Building the bridge to the, the business case for, for S4. I know clients uh, are sometimes doubting if the added value of S4 is worth uh, taking the step at this point and, and perhaps uh, might consider to uh, postpone it for a year or, or two years. What would you advise? What, what, what's, in your opinion, the added value of S4? Uh, there, there is like there is different different perspectives you can view, right? But I think the biggest added value is the difference of how the software operates, right? The ability of it to be a platform instead of just a core, let's say, financial system has really, really tremendously shifted between the old SAP ECC, what we call, and the new SAP S4 software, right? It's just uh, it's just how they call it, but it's a new product, more or less, in effect, how it operates in the core and what you can do with it. It also has the, the 
standard benefit actually to have that platform capability in the cloud using their new, let's say, what they call business uh, technology platform, mm -hmm. which is more or less the the, 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 the SAP equivalent of you know uh, a service platform for connecting API or IoT or doing something around machine learning and AI, right? And also a lot of the the, the integrations go through that platform, and they also have that as like in the center of their entire architecture because they they have a lot of uh, SaaS products. So the, mm -hmm. the biggest benefit is that if you stay on an old software, right, it's very difficult to actually execute the new business models like electrification, like these green points that we are talking about, like the direct consumer, you know, all these um, all these changes that you need to do to your old systems are significantly big. And I know because I did the AVA program and I know what it takes to actually do it. I, I was in, in one of the first projects that did smart metering, right? I built, you know, the first smart meters and integrations in that. It's just a tremendous amount of, let's say, hard coding stuff, which is not of this, let's say, day and age, right? No. And these business models are shifting so fast that how do you stay up to date, right? You can't say, yeah, we'll do it and we'll just buy something. I don't know, right? So if I look at it from that perspective, is the fact that it's it's accelerating, the technology is accelerating. So if you don't have a core that is actually has that flexibility to, to accommodate that acceleration, right? You don't deliver the same value to your business, right? So if you if we looked at the classical division between business and IT, right? If you as IT in a big company are not on the latest, let's say, technologies and releases or whatever, like you just can't deliver that acceleration towards the business. And I think that is the biggest, the biggest um, uh, benefit you get from S4. If you look at the platform perspective and really see that vision of the future, um, you know, um, let's do an S4 transformation. It costs us a lot of money. Yeah, it's just so big that you need to do and change and shift and move towards. If you look at the, that big, only that picture, then yeah, it's just a sunk cost idea, right? You're again transforming your IT landscape. But if you you know change your perspective and say we're building a new platform, then it's a different different idea. Then you can actually pinpoint some of these big business values that support other and shifting business models, right? Which you couldn't, or yet yeah, of course you can. You can always do something, right? But you lose the flexibility in that perspective. So that's just my let's say vision or opinion around this. You have to have that flexible core, and you know to support that acceleration. Thanks, Alex. Again, a clear answer. I will definitely on a personal level see if I can, can get my packages from companies who explain their environmental footprint to me and see the, the S4 transition as a transformation instead of some costs. So that, that's, that sums up for me the lessons learned for, for today. Uh, any additions from your side, uh, what you want to add on this? The biggest thing is that IT is is becoming sexy again. Just the core and, and the world we live in. Without, you know, IT, you can't do more or less anything, right? We can't live without our, without our phones. You and I can't live without our, our laptops. Mine broke yesterday. I had to get a new one because it was four weeks to fix my old Apple, right? So I can't, I can't live without it for four weeks. So I need to get actually, you know, a new one. It's, it's technology is that basis. It, 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 and, it, it really gives us that, that let's say, added value now, right? From the perspective of hybrid work, you know, we can actually tap into new to new potential around the world, right? Ten, um, with potential, I mean with talent, talent pools and different things, right? Which we used to 
uh, always need to have locally, right? Which we don't really need anymore, right? So you can't say, um, yeah, I'm not good in IT or I'm not, you know, I don't do anything with IT. I don't understand it, right? It's just it's just the life we live in, right? So our generation, and if I look at my daughters, they are like uh, almost four and three. They, they, you know, they are growing up in a world of technology. They say, yeah, and you need to block them and you need to do this and you know, you need to, uh, no, I, I need to help them understand how they can use it for their benefit, right? How they actually can drive value, how they can actually connect with people much better on a different level instead of, you know, having anxiety, depression, um, social media uh, anxiety, right? All these kinds of things. I can't say to them, you can't do it. No. Like, for, for you and me and in and, and our like just in between generation, it was like, mm -hmm. uh, you can't watch TV. You can't watch TV today. Uh, that's it. Like, okay. But, you know, the same thing now we're doing to our children, right? Saying, yeah, you can't use your iPad you can't do this you need to be outside but it's not that they're constantly on it they love playing outside they love being there like they love doing these things and if we don't teach them how to use them in a better way right then we just get stuck again right yeah. and it's not being on them constantly but i think we are not teaching people how to actually leverage technology for the benefit it is just over flooding them with information right instead of bringing them value right? we have so many devices we have so many media and we can't can't even distinguish um, uh, uh, news from fake news from whatever. Right? I think that is what, what we look at. If we look at the future, right? we need to enable our, let's say, next generation and our current generation to actually enable that part. I still see so many companies struggling with that idea within their business because they didn't enable the people. Like yeah. we've seen like last year, we needed to shift to fully online. That was yeah. a huge, like, let's say it, it was a, it was a mess in the the beginning so many um companies didn't didn't uh, expect that to happen and a lot of people got depressed got anxiety um got disconnected right uh, you know we didn't offer that idea we just uh, waved it away and i think we we can't let that happen again and we really need to enable that idea of it is just it's here right it's all around us so we need to start using it into like for our advantage you know i just see like they've been used by it more or less in that perspective yeah used in in the fact that you know they just got it and here you go here you go here you go here you go right they couldn't shift from okay on off how do you actually enable people to be able to do that but still do their job jobs and you know be in there and you know leverage it for their benefit i think that is if, if i wrap up let's say the coming 10 years of of advancements in the what you call the future of technology in in application business and you know these bigger bigger software companies um, as as they said that software is eating the world and i think the new exploration is ai uh, is eating software right that future proofing the automation of everything, right? Because we're automating more or less everything. We're automating jobs, we're automating processes, we're automating everything. Like more or less, maybe even this podcast could be automated in typing in the conversation you want to have or the specific subjects. And AI yeah. can actually, you know, talk about it and say what the, probably even better than we can, right? Yeah. But with less, sure. like, with less feeling in some of the areas, but being more, we need to instill. And I, I think that is our biggest, let's say, our biggest challenge for the coming years is to enable that next generation that is coming in. And, you know, what do you do in a business?
it's totally different than what you do in a social now. How do you actually bring your whole self to work in business when you're not always on the workflow, right? There's a huge generational gap now that is that is yeah that we now see because we actually were forced to go online. And then we not only covered uh, some advice for SAP consultants or clients involved in SAP, but also some advice for parents or parents-to-be. So yeah. uh, that, that's a nice side benefit. Um, I learned a lot from you, Alex. Thanks a million for, for having you. You inspired me by your own podcast, ID Loading. I definitely recommend listening to that one as well. On a regular basis, you bring bring forward new episodes. New episode is coming, people. Enjoy your day at the office. Thank you for now. And who knows, we will talk in the future again in another episode about what happened over the upcoming year, two years. Yeah, no worries. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you, Joost, for having me on this first, uh, first episode. And uh, yeah, let's see what the future brings us.